Welcome to Let's Talk Kashris. Today we are joined by Rabbi Sholi Klein, Kashris Administrator of Dallas Kosher. Thank you, Rabbi Klein, for joining us. My pleasure. I was just at an event with uh, a very large Gentile staff when someone realized that all the wine was not mavushal. I imagine this has happened to you on occasion. Uh, I, I imagine m- making sure that the wine is mavushal when you have uh, a Gentile staff is, is also one, 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 something on the checklist. Those are the things that literally keep me up at night, you know, the wrong wine. But we spend a lot of time, we're very proactive. The mashkiach, we, co- we coordinate the mashkiach's job and to, to coordinate with the event and the venue and the staff, uh, what the bar list is, what they're serving, what they're not serving, and th- down to the brand of wine that they're, they're serving because they know they have to order it. They don't just have it, they're not going to a local store. They're buying it wholesale. The brand of, of the wine that they're using, uh, and if the wine is mavushal or not. Well, we had an event a couple, just before Pesach. We had a very large event where they, the, the hotel told us, you know, what brands, what wines they were using. And they said it was mavushal, and it wasn't. There was that brand of wine, and it wasn't mavushal. So it was kosher company, wine, but not mavushal. Yeah, that company made mavushal and non mavushal wine. And it was a disaster yeah. because the company said that this wine that they're getting was mavushal. You know, you kind of took them that they... They knew enough to say yes, it's mavushal. Because some companies make mavushal and non-mavushal a very similar-looking wine, so mm-hmm. it wasn't uh, that wasn't clear to us. Mavushal is, is a big deal. I've been, I've been guests in you know, very Hamish uh, East Coast venues. I just don't don't, don't want to say where, where the wine on my table wasn't mavushal. Because um, all I do all day is check. I, and my yeah. wife goes crazy whenever I look. I'm always picking something up. Is it kosher? Is it kosher? Is it mavushal? Every I'm like I'm like I'm a obsessive compulsive in that way, right? Uh, she refuses to let me go into the kitchen anymore. When I go to a restaurant, I want to go back. She goes, right. you're here as a guest. <laughs> you can't go back to the kitchen. You can't, uh, you can't check, but I do. Um, and that's another thing, you know, I think it's not just the job of a mashkiach to check. I think everybody needs to check. It's not just that the, the mashkiach, the Rav HaMachshar, has to be checking. A guest at the table should be picking up their, their bottles mm-hmm. too and checking. Why, why right. do they, they, and if there's nothing, if there's another heksha and they don't assume that uh, it's I guess it's okay. I don't know. I'm not sure why. You know, don't you know? See something, say something, right? right. You know, don't don't just uh, make make assumptions. I've been into grocery stores and uh, very Hamish, very large, world famous grocery stores on the East Coast. Um, I live in Dallas, so for me, the East Coast is all just you know the East Coast. Um, Any place out of Dallas, uh, right? <laughs> um, and, and there were non-kosher salad dressings, you know, with, with uh, Romano cheese dressing and other things. I've found non-kosher things on the shelf. That's because mm-hmm. I just. I'm a little crazy like that, and I look, but why aren't, why was the first person, why was I the first person right. to notice that, right? right? tuned in. I'm tuned in, but. But I want, I'll get to the consumer in a second. I want to stay in the role of a mashkiach for a second. Two more items. One, which I know is very prevalent, and I'm sure you've dealt with it a million times. We hear this from, from mashkiachim all the time, is the, is the bringing of private food to events. People almost think, I'm making the event, so why can't I bring my food if people are trusting me as the Balsimcha? So I'll bring my grandmother's uh, chocolate cake. There's nothing like it. Then we're going to put it on the Viennese table or whatever it is, whatever the example is. It's, um, it's very common. Um, if we're working through a caterer, uh, many times they will let the caterer know, oh, grandma's coming from, we have a lot of South Africans in Dallas. And South Africans have a lot of their very, very favorite, delicious um, desserts or candies that, that they make, and they, they want to make it. And for grandma going to the wedding or the bat mitzvah, you know, it's a really big deal. 
and it's super insulting to them. If we say they can't serve it, right, right. it's a really big deal. And they get really upset, and the Balsamcha gets really angry. It's like a big deal. So hopefully they tell the caterer, oh, by the way, we're going to be bringing some of this stuff, and it's kosher, don't worry, grandma only keeps kosher, we keep kosher. And then the caterer then has, has the fun part of, no, really, we can't, um, because it's not made at a vada, vada certified vada location. And sometimes mm -hmm. they could go to the caterer's kitchen, and they make time where they can make things there. Really? Is there such a thing? Oh, for sure. They'll let the people come in yes, under supervision. At a different, at a, not while they're, they're right. busy working, a little earlier, a little later. Wow. And they allow the, the, the client to come and, and make something there. But many times you don't know until we get there. And all of a sudden there's a box, like a cardboard box, <laughs> you know, with, and they're opening up and they're putting things out. And you see that. Um, I've seen that. And the mashkichim are trained. You know, they, when they see what are, what's on the buffet, what's on the table, it's on the, many times it's desserts. It uh, could be anything, really. Uh, the mashkiach needs to be sensitive to see what's there, and he should have seen it back in the commissary. He should have seen it back in the kitchen. That's why I don't like when a mashkiach comes just for an event. Mm -hmm. I feel the mashkiach really should be the same mashkiach was at the commissary because once you come to the event, the presumption is the person before you checked everything in, right. and if it's there, it's going to be kosher. And it's a reasonable assumption, Correct. and it's true unless something is weird and the first mashkiach didn't catch, and you don't know that it's that it's weird. Um, but you, you could walk around, and you could look, if you know. If it looks like it may be something that is not a commercially made product or something that looks like it was made by, you know, grandma. Uh, they should but call there's it an, a, an example of something that a mashkiach once told me, which I think is so insightful into how a mashkiach's responsibility is not just that everything at the event should be kosher, but that there are other things, for example, where there's fish and meat being served near, near each other. Now, if people don't know, they're going to stop putting it on the same plate and it becomes a big problem. Uh, a mashkiach who has that sixth sense is going to say, hold on, we need a pile of plates next to the fish, we need a pile of plates next to the meat, and this way, hopefully, we'll prevent such a problem, right? That's, that's, that's a big deal. That's very much part of their, everyone's training. When they're going doing a buffet, there's fish that's being served. I was actually recently at a, at a, a non-Avadakashas event, and I was horrified to see from people, whatever, from mainstream people, with fish and meat on their plates. And I'm like, what's, like, I, I'm a little crazy like that. And I, I told you that before. Um, <laughs> I, I look at people when they, because when, that's just what I do. So I didn't know, not only do you want to go into restaurants, uh, kitchens, right. but you're actually looking yeah, on people's at a, plates. At a, yeah, <laughs> like at a, at a simcha that I was invited, and I'm like looking, and I'm, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what's going on? And I walked to the, I walked to the, to the buffet where it was set up, and the plates, it was set up to go like this way, this way, right? So the plates were here, then oh. there were dishes and so mains yeah. and sides and starches. But the problem was people were coming from this way. Mm. So there were no plates set up on this side. So people who were coming from this direction had plates from whatever was here, Got which it. was a meat buffet. And then they went to the next buffet. Which was fish. Which had fish. And there's no, no plates there. Well, because the plates were on the other side, right? You can't tell people where to go, how to come from. So you're saying a mashkiach would have that in mind to make sure Absolutely. that the plates are Absolutely. in the right place. Absolutely right. And actually, what we do in, in, in the Vadakash of Dallas, our mashkichim are trained, if there, is a, if there is fish and meat being served in the same buffet, they actually have to have a stack of plates next to the fish. So we actually separate the two buffets, and we annoy party planners, we, the caterers understand, but we put plates right, there's a stack of plates right there. Give people the opportunity to do the right thing. Those who see a plate, a stack of plates, uh, uh, you know, realize that this is their opportunity to take another plate. If they choose not to, they chose not to. But we did our job by making those plates available. 
That's actually one of those things that as, as a customer, as a consumer, you should be looking at, if you don't see that, then that you should be worried. That the mashkech is, you know, possibly not doing his job. Like a red flag almost. It's a red, it's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs>